You're listening to Health Matters with Karen Key, getting you one step closer to a clean bill of health. And a very good evening to you and welcome to this week's edition of Health Matters. It's our monthly phone-in tonight and we're focusing on osteoporosis. And my guest is Teresa Hoch and she's the CEO of the National Osteoporosis Society of South Africa. Teresa, good evening. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Karen. I think we have an interesting discussion tonight. Lots of questions I have for you about osteoporosis. Good. And if you have any questions, you can call us now on 0892 you're listening to Health Matters with Karen Key, getting you one step closer to a clean bill of health. Well, osteoporosis is a disease of the bones. It happens when you lose too much bone, you make too little bone, or even both. Now, as a result, your bones become weak and they may break from a minor fall, or in serious cases, even from simple actions like sneezing or bumping into furniture. Osteoporosis means porous bone, and if you look at healthy bone under a microscope, you'll see that parts of it look like a honeycomb. But if you have osteoporosis, the holes and the spaces in the honeycomb are much bigger than they are in healthy bone, and this means your bones have lost density or mass, and that the structure of your bone tissue has become abnormal. There's an increased burden of osteoporotic fractures worldwide, and one of the reasons is poor adherence to therapy, and I want to talk to you, Teresa, about that. Teresa, this is becoming almost a pandemic this osteoporosis I think because we're not looking after ourselves yes we're not looking after ourselves but I think um, in, in this western world we are we have so many other diseases and medications and things like like HIV and and its treatment and and that's something that that's gets that's getting all the all the attention in a country like South Africa all those things can cause osteoporosis or loss of bone density and um, osteoporosis still remains the little Cinderella of, of chronic diseases, but it's it's really becoming, as you said, a pandemic. And and you must also remember that we're getting to become older. We're not dying off at 50 and 60 and 70 anymore. We're becoming older. And age still remains the biggest risk factor for getting osteoporosis. So that's why. The terrible thing, though, well, there's a lot of terrible things about osteoporosis, but I think the worst thing is that it's a silent illness. You don't really know there's something wrong until you bump yourself into some furniture, you sneeze and fall over, or you break a hip, which is most the most common one, I think, yeah. pretty much. You don't really know it's about to happen. No, it's almost like having a high cholesterol, and your first um, sign of a high cholesterol is a heart attack, and that's it's where you can extrapolate that to osteoporosis. You can't feel your bones becoming thinner, so the first sign or, or bad thing that happens to you is, is, is you, you break a bone, either of your forearm. Um, in younger women, obviously the forearm and, and the vertebra goes first, and the most serious complication is the hip fracture. And also, the other interesting thing, it doesn't only happen in women. Yes. Men gets this too. And in this country, men and women after the age of 65 fracture their hips at the same rate. So it doesn't discriminate again there. It, it's, it's a serious thing. And we know men are sissies, but they usually tend to have more comorbid diseases like heart and, and, and other stuff. And so they die much more easily after hip fracture. But this is not only doom and gloom, Karen. No, 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 we can't be all, all depressed. You're depressing me now. I always say this getting old thing is not for sissies at the best of times. No, it's and not. And you're just making it worse now. But is there anything that we can see? Is there, Are there any signs or indications that maybe we should go and get our bone density checked or start doing something? Is there any sign or symptoms that we can look out for? No, but there are risk factors. 
like for any other disease, you need to know your risk factors. And as I mentioned, age still remains one of your, your biggest risk factors. But there are major ones. If you need to be on chronic medication like, like cortisone, um, don't stop your cortisone, but just be cognizant of the fact that you lose calcium in your urine when you're on high doses of cortisone. If you've already had a minor fracture, falling from a standing height and fracturing a bone, that's a, that's a, a low-impact fracture. You know that you probably have osteoporosis. Our younger kids want to be thin and slim, and they have anorexia nervosa and eating disorders. Um, they go into these very uh, low weight categories. If you're underway under 55, under 50, you stop menstruating and that's then we lose the bone protective effect of your of your hormones. Um, things like anti-epileptic medication causes osteoporosis. Smoking, um, we live sedentary lives. We sit in front of the tea, we don't exercise. We have low calcium intakes. We sit inside from eight to five, we don't get any vitamin D exposure from the sun. So there are ex an ex extreme amount of risk factors. Most cancers cause osteoporosis, the treatment and the disease as well. So all those things out there can cause osteoporosis and no one's really looking at the osteoporosis. They're really only giving attention to those other so-called serious diseases, which they are, but I'm, being from the Osteoporosis yes, Foundation, <laughs> I'm a bit biased. Yes, just a bit. <laughs> if you've got any questions about osteoporosis, possibly how you can not fall into the trap of getting to that point, give us a call, 0892 2010 At what age should we be going off to check our bone density? Um... Mass screening is not a cost-effective way of, of looking after your bones or seeing whether you have osteoporosis. If, but if you have any of those risk factors I've mentioned, you ha have to go to your doctor at any age and say, listen, I am on cortisone, I live inside, I have a, 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 a severe family history of, of osteoporosis, do you think I should go? Ultimately, when you go into the menopause of women after the age of 50, that's probably your first step to, to having your bones checked so out. So you just have a scan then, and then how long do you wait till the next one? Depending on what the results were. Okay. If it was norm, totally normal, you don't have any other risk factors, you're going through the menopause, you're on HRT, um, then probably every five years, if you already have lost bone. Um, and fall into a, a high-risk category, we say 18 months to two years. And what is there anything we can do? If we go off and have this bone density scan done, and they say, look, you're on the borderline, and it's, your bones are looking like they're not that great, can we start, suddenly start taking lots of supplements? Or drinking lots of milk? Or what can we do? Well, we've got to start that when you're quite young. So okay, so it's a bit late when you go and have this <laughs> scan and they say it's not looking too good and then you think it starts shoving milk down your throat. Okay. Never too late to start doing something. But remember, you, you, you build, you have a chance to build what we call getting to peak bone density age at about 25. So you have up to that age to put as much calcium into your bone mag as possible. Teenagers go through a growth spurt, so that's the time where you probably need most of your calcium, vitamin D, exercise, all those good things, and, and 
really get your bone bank going. Because after the age of 25 to 30, everyone starts losing bone at a steady rate. That's just a normal part of life. So you've got to do your lifestyle thingies from basically birth. How effective as we're getting older are taking supplements like calcium and magnesium and all that sort of thing? Are we just throwing money down our throats for nothing or is it actually helping? I think many people overdose on vitamins and supplements and they have very expensive urines. (laughs) So um, you have to become label-wise, I always say. If you already take enough dairy in your in your diet or dairy or other calcium rich foods and and dairy and everyone asks how much dairy it's three portions a glass of milk a cup of yogurt and a cheese uh, um, 40 grams of cheese as per day per day that's that's that'll get you to your calcium needs for the day if you already do that you don't need a calcium supplement now what about people and children and they seem to be allergic to everything and there's a lot of lactose intolerant children what do we do with them Lactose intolerance doesn't really preclude you from taking dairy. You just need to take the fermented dairy stuff. Okay. Like yogurts and cheeses. There are many, many things like rice milk, almond milk, soya milk that is calcium fortified. And as I said, you need to become label-wise and read what is on that label because there are soya products that are not calcium-rich. So you're taking your, your you in, in the belief you're not that anything. you're not getting anything. So people need to read labels on from supplements to foodstuffs. And you, you're asking about supplements and people overdosing yes. on it. Some people take a calcium supplement. Then they take a multivitamin with also, which also it's has all the... Mm. Then they take this zinc and magnesium because it's good for your hair. <laughs> At the end of the day, they're really overdosing on everything and they're mm. just weeing it out and paying lots of money for it. But having said all of that, I think most of us do not get to our 1,000 milligrams of the calcium levels, yes. per day. So you probably, as you age, will start needing a supplement because... When you age, your your ability to absorb um, calcium and vitamin D, d- it diminishes. So older people definitely need supplements, as do many younger women who cut out dairy because they don't want to get fat or whatever. The good news is that skim milk contains a little bit, bit more calcium. So the, the, the I have a high cholesterol, I can't take dairy things. Where's well, a fat-free milk? How, what, what has that got as far as calcium is concerned? More than full cream. So, Fat-free's got more calcium than full cream milk. Yes, and the reason oh, for I'm that I'm drinking is, the right milk then. Oh, I'm so pleased. Okay. So you're getting, you're getting your calcium. The reason for, for, for it containing as much and a little more is because cream dilutes the milk content. So you just get all the good stuff in your skim milk and low fat. fat free, um, the fat-free milk. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Doing something right for once. <laughs> the, the other thing, I've spoken on my show before about this and I was quite alarmed at the level or the low levels of vitamin D that our population has. We live in one of the sunniest countries in the world and yet we are one of the countries with the highest number of people with very low vitamin D. I think it's a worldwide thing. It's, yes. it's definitely a global problem. And as we don't want to go outside because we're going to get skin cancer or whatever. And so we stay in the house and we don't get the vitamin D. It's, a, it's a sort of a, in a rough cycle here. We can't get out of it. No, we can't. And, you know, it's, the sun is bad for you. 
no doubt about that. But you do need sun to make vitamin D. So we say if you're going to the sun for 20 minutes a day, before 11 o'clock and after 3 o'clock in the afternoon, secret, do not put on sunblock because otherwise it, it doesn't yes. work. <laughs> And if you can do it naked, it's probably better well, that you can do it for the 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> yes, but you're right. Institutionalized people like older people in old age homes, they definitely have a vitamin D deficiency. Um, some religions cover up. Um, darker skins need a longer time in the sun to make really make vitamin D. It's quite an interesting subject. But also, I think um, people can overdose on vitamin D too because they hear all the scary stories. You can go and have your D vitamin D tested if you. If, if you, you really yeah. want, we don't really we don't really recommend that. But also, when you remember, we live in Cape Town, and in June, how often do you <laughs> see the sun? We do see it. I mean, we have blue skies every now and again. <laughs> we haven't had real winter for a while, so, you know. No, but in Cape Town it is very interesting because we've done some studies. Okay. And, and, and vitamin D levels in Joburg much higher during winter than in Cape Town. We've got low cloud cover. We've got smog. We've got no sun in winter. <laughs> I I'll, still, I'll still take living here. It's fine. Thank no. you. <laughs> Now, if you've got any questions, please, we have this problem every time we have a phone and you wait until the end of the show, then we can't get you all on. So if you've got any questions, please do start calling soon. It's 0892102010. Otherwise, we're going to get to the end of the show and we'll have a whole pile of people that we can't get onto the show at the end. So please do call in as soon as you can. And we were talking about lifestyle factors, and that I think is one of the things that we do have some control over at least. Things like excessive consumption of alcohol, and you mentioned the smoking part, malnutrition, the sedentary lifestyle, and all that sort of thing. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can do physically to try not to get into the situation where our bones are now starting to fall apart. Absolutely. And remember, when you're young, you need to do all those lifestyle things to build as much bone. Before when 25. Before 25. When you get into your middle years, you need to do those lifestyle things to maintain and when you have osteoporosis, that still remains part of your treatment regime is lifestyle. And the focus, because we're a third world country, and I think worldwide, is obviously chronic diseases need to be controlled and be, be part managed by lifestyle. Exercise is the only physiological way to stimulate bone formation. And by that, we don't mean go run a marathon or do bad things. You need to walk. And it's as simple a, as that. As simple as that. It's a brisk walk at about five to six kilometers an hour for three quarters of an hour, three times a week. If you want to do that every day, it's good. You need to make contact with a hard surface carrying your body weight. That's weight-bearing exercise. The other thing is smoking suppresses sex hormones in both men and women. So testosterone in men is needed to protect their bones. We need estrogen. We, smoking suppresses those. So <clears throat> stop smoking. We do live in Cape Town, so we do like our wine. Um, oh, so, yes. and I'm a, I like red wine. So, especially in winter when there's no sun. Absolutely, but that doesn't make the vitamin <laughs> D. It makes it bearable to stay out of the sun because there isn't any sun. But um, uh, now you've really taken me right off track because of my wine. But we say don't drink more than two drinks of alcohol a day. Preferably only one, and try and be, and keep it between seven and ten per week. So, th so that's your gauge for, and and not seven bottles of wine, <laughs> seven drinks of wine, 
and the Europeans have a, a 18 millimeter, 18 milliliters. Yeah, milliliters. Mm. That's one gulp of wine. That's <laughs> so. I tend to say 100 milliliters <laughs> as a tot and one tot of, of strong drink or one beer that that constitutes one drink. Um, we've done the exercise. Vitamin D remains important because you need that to absorb your calcium. So other so, than taking a supplement, where would we get that from? In the sun. Very few foodstuffs contain vitamin D. Oily fish like salmon, um, sardines, poachers, things sort of like thing. that. Um, eggs, some dairy products do contain vitamin D. In this country, we don't have fortified vitamin D foodstuffs. I think we had... Um, Wasn't the eggs a while sun- ago that had something in it? I think. Yes, and remember we had that margarine sunshine D. That's right, yes, I remember that. Do they still make that? I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. But please don't overdose on it. We, we recommend between 400 and 800 international units of vitamin D per day. Most of our supplements, our calcium supplements, have vitamin D in it um, to the tune of about 400. If you go above that dosage, you need to, to, to get a prescription for it or get it over the counter, not in front of the, the counter. counter. Yes, yeah. uh, that's that big legislation on, on, on things. I remember this was like 100 years ago when we were in America on holiday. It would happen to be over the Christmas time and it was cold and it was snowing. It was fabulous. But we were staying in a sort of a self-catering little place and we went to this supermarket to go and buy milk and they had these like gallon jugs of milk they don't do normal bottles like we do here these gallon things of milk but they had stickers on the front that said vitamin d enriched it is and i asked somebody there and they said it's because there's just it's so dark and wet and snowing and so they've got to enrich the milk yes they put vitamin d in the milk there and they put a big sticker on the front yes yes um I think one of our dairy companies a few years ago tried to introduce vitamin D and calcium fortified milk here, but we, I think it was a bit too expensive for our lower income group, so that just went out the window. Out the window, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got some callers on the line. Let's start with those. Uh, ZD and KZN, good evening. Good evening to you, Karen. How are you? Very well, and you? And good evening to your guest as well. That's uh, good evening. Uh, uh, okay, I just want to exp- ask a question. I don't know if it sounds silly to me. Uh, I am, I'm inquiring. Uh, you know, I'm uh, allergic to the sun. And I always have uh, get uh, sunburned or always get freckled, even if it's five minutes in the sun. So is it possible when I work out in the sun or in the garden or whatever, uh, I know I use my hat and I use whatever the necessary precautions, but I don't use the sunscreen to get vitamin D. Uh, can I face my back towards the sun? instead of my face, uh, to get vitamin D. Well, if it's covered, you're not going to make vitamin D. Oh. So, so... It's got to be on your skin. It's got to be on, a, on, on, on naked skin. Okay. So you can open your arms, but you say you're allergic to it. So I think you're a candidate for having a vitamin D supplement, and you can ask your doctor about that. I do take a vitamin D. I take a BKLD, a vitamin D, with the, you know, with the... Okay. And, uh, and you know what, you get a lot of um, vitamin C, in, uh, as uh, Karen and you mentioned, in food, like in turnips. You get a lot of calcium in turnips. It's, it's more than milk. If people that are allergic to uh, dairy products. You know you have to eat two kilograms of turnips to get to that. Oh, and how, many, how much milk would you need to drink? Oh, like one, one glass you know. of milk? Yeah, oh, no. it's like... And, it's and, 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 and um, sesame seeds? Well, you need to eat, you know... 
if, if you go and have a look, you need to eat quite a lot of your foodstuffs to really get to your calcium content. Um, right. Although almonds and all those nuts do contain a lot of calcium, you really need to eat lots of them. Okay. Um, if you want to eat broccoli, you also eat, you need about four kilos, oh, two no. to four kilos of broccoli, <laughs> well, I and I, I don't think, think we can go that way. I, I think I agree with you on that one, Yana. I like <laughs> I all those things. And I just want to inquire also, you were talking about spondylosis, uh, osteoporosis. Osteoporosis, uh, osteoporosis. yes. Uh, I just want to inquire on that a little further. Uh, I mean, uh, what's, uh, I, uh, you know, you say it's a bone density. Now, if I explain to my doctor that I want to go do a bone density test, Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because I've asked many times to do a bone test, I was declined, not by a doctor, but by, uh, because I go to a hospital. So uh, sometimes they say they're too busy and they can't make an appointment to the you know, specialist and a uh, whole lot of stories they give you because they're shortage of doctors or shortage of this, you know, of facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have this problem. So if ever I have to make... Um, as you mentioned, within two years or within five years, you know, with five years you can test because I'm quite a senior citizen now. Uh, so I'm inquiring um, uh, whether I should go and test the bone density. I tested years gone by, about 10 years ago, because I, they did tell me I got spondylosis. But uh, recently a doctor told me that I got osteoporosis. Now, I don't know I've got, if I've got both. You can have both, but I think the the only way to see whether you have osteoporosis is to really go for a bone density scan, and you can really push your doctor to to send you for one if you've got risk factors. Okay. Okay. Right. Rather get it checked out so that you thank, know. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks, Eddie. Have a nice evening. You thank too. You Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye bye. If you've got any questions, oh eight nine two ten twenty ten. Monanana in Limpopo. Good evening. Good evening, Karen. Yes. Hello. Thanks for the book. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm glad you got that. Um, and today, I'm so lucky I got you on air. I, I would like to ask your guest about drinking milk. Somebody said we senior citizens mustn't drink milk. Is it true? No, it's not true. It's definitely not true. Um, you can drink milk, and if you're scared about your cholesterol or whether you, if you have a high cholesterol, you can drink the skim milk products. It contains as much calcium. And remember, whenever you drink dairy product, products or eat dairy products, you need to split the doses through the day. Now, don't drink a liter of milk in the morning because otherwise <laughs> it's not going to work. You can, you can actually drink three glasses of milk throughout the day or eat a piece of cheese. Um, but just don't, just split those doses throughout the day. But da- dairy is definitely not bad for anyone. But I mustn't take full cream. You you can if you don't have a cholesterol problem, um, oh. but if you if you have a cholesterol problem, skim milk is probably better or the low fat option. The low fat is great. Yeah, the low fat. Yes, is but not this current. Please don't chase me away. Uh, what about muscles? Because uh, I'm having muscles problem. Oh, is your mu- how? What problems of your muscles are they getting smaller? No, I was just working then. I didn't work well. Then my heel uh, went down out of my shoe, yes. my, out of my sandal. Then my muscle was so painful. You, but, Even now, it's still painful. Oh, you know, you do you have a husband? What? I do, beg you, do you have a husband? No. Do you have children that live with you? 
No, I have a helper. Okay, ask her to give you a good massage to see whether that muscle won't become a little bit uh, better and to, to rub it with something, with deep heat or something. Um, but you, you mustn't stop walking because your muscles are aching, okay? I, I hear you, and thank you very much. Karen? Yes. Thanks so much, my dear, and thanks for the book. It's a pleasure. I hope you're going to let me know how those... Just so that everybody knows what that you're talking about, Mona Nana, you, uh, you asked me to send you that cooking for, for health, the f a good cooking from the heart, from the Heart and Stroke Foundation for diabetes. Yeah, yes, but, but, but you sent it through an email, Karen. That's right, yes, that's correct. Thanks so much, Karen. It's a pleasure. Let me know how you go with all those recipes, how you found them. <laughs> I will do that, and thanks so much. It's a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Right, if you have a question, 0892102010. Tommy in the Northern Cape, good evening. Hi, Karen and Carissa, how are you? Very well, Tommy, how are you? Okay, um, I just quickly want to ask. Okay. I'm 40 years old and I'm very, very obsessed with this weight loss and now I'm, I'm actually mixing all these uh, fluids, fat uh, band fluids. And uh, I drink a lot of them, and most of the time I feel dizzy at the end of the day, but I would drink a lot of water. Um, so, 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 so I just want to know, is, is that okay. uh, also... Tommy, just, just let me clear, you say that you are obsessed with doing weight loss things, and so now you are you not eating at all, you're just drinking some sort of liquid things? Yes, my diet is not good. Like, I'm not eating healthy, uh, but I, I, I drink a lot of this... Uh, um, Fluids. So special special fluids to try and help you lose weight. Yes, yes. Okay, I, I don't food. think the fat yeah. burner. He drinks fat burner liquids. Oh, that's, that's true. all and he's also, drinking. And also, and also a, a, a lot of whiskey as well. So, Tommy, no, yeah. just hang on a second, Teresa. Okay, Tommy, the the whiskey. Um, I can I can deal with a, with one tot of whiskey, not one bottle of whiskey per evening. That's going to make you feel a lot dizzy. Uh, if you have a bottle, don't drink a lot of alcohol. It's bad for your bones. Okay. If you drink a lot of alcohol, you're also going to struggle to lose weight. And you're not doing yourself any favors by drinking all that fat-burning stuff. So you need to really start just eating healthily. Okay? Oh, yes, yes. Tommy, if you've got, um, if you've, have you got an email address? Yes, I do have email I'm, I'm going to put you back to my producer now and he, give him your email address so I can send you on the email some information about eating healthily and how to cook very simple meals. It's some information like the previous caller, but not the same book that she got because she wanted one for diabetes. But I've got yeah. other ones, Cooking from the Heart ones, from the Heart and Stroke Foundation. I will send you a copy on your email and okay. then you can start looking after yourself, Tommy. And I want to hear back from you that you're looking after yourself. Yes, because this is very concerning. I was also being admitted at the hospital. Uh, they also did operation on my spinal cord uh, because they were saying something. When they took me to the scans, they said there was something eating uh, my spinal cord. And then later they ended saying, you know, it was a, a, a TB spine. They ended saying it's a TB spine. After they struggled uh, 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 knowing exactly what was eating me, now finally they, they said to me it was a TB spine. Now I suspect that was not a TV, so it might it might be something else relating to what you guys are discussing okay, now. Okay, I'm going to send you some information on eating and cooking healthily, Tommy, and then look after yourself. But please do get back to me. You'll have my email address when I send you that stuff. Let me know how you're doing. Thank you very much. All right, good luck to you, Tommy. I'm going to put you back to the producer now. 
Hold the line. Right. If you have any questions, 0892102010. Daniel in Tongat, good evening. Hi, Karen, and hi to your guest. Hello. How can we help you, Daniel? Yes. Uh, when it comes to the uh, vitamin D uh, supplement, uh, I was told that one has to take uh, vitamin K2 uh, together with vitamin D because, uh, you know, the calcium uh, is directed uh, to the bones instead of to the blood vessels. I'm not sure if that is true and whether your guest can enlighten us on that. Okay. The, 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 the story goes it's not the vitamin D and the vitamin K that needs to go together. It's usually the vitamin K that needs to go with the calcium um, to prevent the calcium, and that's the, the theory that it doesn't go and clog your arteries. Vitamin K thins the blood. It's almost it's the same thing that you get in, in, in all your very dark green leafy food stuffs like broccoli. It is healthy for you. You don't need to really supplement yourself with it, but there are very good supplements, calcium supplements, which do have vitamin K in them. Um, you must remember also then that you shouldn't overdose on things like broccoli <laughs> if you take the vitamin K supplement. But it's not it's not something that we prescribe regularly, but there are supplements with it which are actually quite good. From what I'm told is that uh, there's K- K1 and K2, and that uh, K2 is uh, obtained from animal sources and K1 from vegetable sources, and the K2 is what we have to go with vitamin D. Can you just maybe explain uh, that? It's, it's not, yeah, there's a difference between your vitamin Ds too, the ones also in animal sources or foodstuffs and the others from the sun. Um, the vitamin K, usually the ones that, and I think there are a few, few calcium supplements, and I'm, I'm not too sure about, about all of them. Um, but it really doesn't matter which vitamin K you, you can afford and which, which you're taking now. Are you taking a specific supplement? Uh, yes, actually, uh, slightly low in vitamin D, so um, I had to take uh, vitamin D supplements. Uh, but, you know, from what I was told, that it must go with K2. No, it's, I was it's, trying to. it's usually the calcium that needs to go with the K2. Vitamin D is fine without the K2. Okay. And then they also say that the liquid form is absorbed better than the tablet form. I'm talking about the vitamin D now. Um, I think most of the vitamin D supplements are in capsule form with a fluid inside, so it doesn't really matter. The drops, they say, the homeopathic drops, um, supposedly gets better absorbed. I don't think it does make a a difference. And then you also get the patch, uh, you know, the vitamin D patch, uh, you know, that's also, they say it's absorbed better because it goes directly into your bloodstream instead of via your, your, your liver system. Um, you know, I have don't really have too much knowledge about the vitamin D patch. That sounds quite nice. It does rather. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I don't know the vitamin D patch, um, so I can't really make a comment on that. Okay, okay. So you would say that um, vitamin D without the K2 is acceptable. You don't have to necessarily uh, take it together with the vitamin D. Absolutely. As I mentioned earlier in the program, I think just be aware that you don't overdose on too many supplements, Tommy, because you, if you lead a healthy lifestyle and you, and you eat a, a balanced diet, you should get everything from your diet. Mm. But vitamin okay. D is, if you need vitamin D, you need vitamin D. 
Okay, sure. Thank you very much. For Thanks, your help. Daniel. Good night to you. Okay, take care. Bye. 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 Daniel was talking there about this vitamin K thing, but you always hear about Kelmag. It's always calcium and magnesium. How important is the magnesium if you're taking calcium? If you have a disease like diabetes or you have a malabsorption disease or you're an alcoholic, then those people tend to have lower magnesium levels and you can supplement it. Um, most calcium supplements do have magnesium. It's not going to do you any harm, but we don't regularly say that you need to have magnesium. Um, go and have some bananas. Uh, which, oh, which they have is, potassium in the bananas. <laughs> yes, and mm. magnesium mm. too. But um, most people who follow a, a good diet don't need all those supplements. But magnesium, he's right, magnesium is, is, is important for calcium absorption, as is most other things um, but you we we just don't have really have magnesium deficiencies unless there's a very good reason for it okay right our next caller david in monison good evening uh, good evening how are you doing very well thanks you. Well, thanks to you and your guest thank you a quick question for men average you know late 50s just in general i might have missed what your guest recommended and in particular called about Caffeine, that is, I use it, I drink a lot of tea in my case just because it keeps me off sodas and other things. So tea and water, but quite a lot of tea. Well, I suppose for coffee also, just does caffeine leach anything to do with calcium or vitamin D? Okay, well, this is, there's, there's, there's a, a nice margin of error here for drinking too much and drinking too little. <clears throat> New studies or some some studies have shown that Drinking good quality coffee, two to three cups a day, is very good for anything and even for your bones. If you go above that, you start leaching calcium in your urine. How much tea do you drink? Um, you know, I make like a, a medium to large pot. I drink it very strong from leaves and then I just use it through the day. And that's not every day, but could work out seven cups a day, not, you know, average I just, just, tea, just so David, I was probably more than the average person. I was, I was watching a very interesting program on TV the other day where they were doing this this test on they were testing different drinks for caffeine, the levels of caffeine, and tea, according to this thing. Well, how true this is, I do not know. But they said on there, they showed it to you that tea has more caffeine in it than coffee, which I found a bit odd because I drink wow. tea. I drink more tea than coffee. I very seldom drink coffee, and I thought it was being all good here. But according to this thing, there's more caffeine in the tea. <laughs> so you know, you never know from one day to the next. Um, I think I, I think the golden rule in life is if you put too in front of anything, too much or too little, it's bad for you. So if you can try and cut down on your tea to three to four cups a day, that's probably not going to harm you. Um, don't sodas, as you mentioned, are bad because those things really make you leach calcium in the in the urine. But try and try and cut down or drink rebos. Of course, a herbal. The thing is, with adding the milk, you know, uh, if you drink the British way, not everyone does. But does that have a moderation in that the milk itself has? I guess not. It's not such a big factor. And no, because you actually add very little milk to your tea, or do you drink lots of milk in your he tea? He has a black, I think, did you say? No, just I don't use milk at all except for tea. I use soy milk. You know, it's got calcium, of course, depends how much and what brand. It's complicated. Yeah, no, that <laughs> is very... I mentioned that it depends on what you drink. Um, you know what? As I said, try and cut down on your tea because it does have a lot of caffeine in it. Um, 
two, four, four to five, I would say four cups a day would be sufficient. And try and try and substitute with something else, or the herbal teas, or decaf tea. Do you all? I always yes. say, what's the point of decaf coffee? But <laughs> no, thank you. You know, I don't know how they do the decaffeination. Coffee's safe. They use a chemical so until I find out more. By the way, I just want to mention, I want to keep you on, the, on, okay. on my mm. call. That's in all right, California, David. I lived many years. I think the law in California, all the milk is fortified with vitamin A and D. Yes. And when yeah. we, we, we were there over in, in America a number of years ago, and that's what I found quite odd in winter, that all the milk was for, vitamin D fortified. Yeah, and unfortunately not in this country. No, Would we, be. no, we. I'm, I'm going to try and. Fi- I've been fighting with with some people about that, but it's going to take another few years. It, um, people get used to. It. I know some people are unhappy, and they do find farm fresh milk. But generally, it helps, especially children. You might yeah. say school age. Well, I, I don't know about you, David, but when I tasted that milk over the, in America, it didn't taste that different to what I was used Doesn't. to from here. I couldn't Quality tell that there was. Good, yes. I couldn't tell there was anything in the milk. I think even organic milk there is fortified unless mm. you bone by special mm. unfortified stuff. We've got a way to go go to, um, in this country before that happens. Thank yes. you. I'll look for that. Then I'll go back. <laughs> and I'll Thank you very you, much. You had a question. About, you, you wanted to ask something about vitamin D, David, as well. Just generally for men, I didn't pick up. You know, I know the emphasis for osteoporosis is women, but no, it's men, both of uh, us. No, uh, the, the the thing is, one in three women, one in five men. The the vitamin D um, dosages and calcium dosages are the, remain the same whether you female or male, and we say between four hundred and eight hundred international units per day. Thank you. So even for someone like me, I'm lazy. I don't use supplements, but I could start with calcium but somewhat and the vitamin d do you do you eat depending. lots of fish and a fatty fa- fatty fish like salmon or sardines i do have a pretty good diet a lot of, yes a lot of fish a lot Don't of supplement. vegetables and fruits but you know men generally unless they're married live on, <laughs> on chips and, and biscuits Okay, okay, no, no. If you've got a healthy diet, I wouldn't suggest any supplements unless you're taking in too little calcium and you know, are you getting out in the sun? Well, probably not as much as when I was young, the usual story of um, commitments, but uh, I'm aware of the need and I do take maybe three vitamin Ds a week and that's all I'm doing, which isn't really worth a lot. Um, how much? How much is in your vitamin D supplement? Three times a week, a 400, probably 400 milligrams. Okay, now try and do that daily. Daily? Yeah. Uh, thank you. That I, I didn't want to keep you because I, I know a lot of people use supplements here and overseas, and uh, I kind of just got rid of them and said I'll try and get everything from food. Try and do that. I think that's my first recommendation in any case. Thank you. That sounds very useful. Good luck to you, David, especially with that tea. I, 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 I feel for you cutting down on the tea because I'm also a bit of a tea junkie. So I do feel for you there. But thanks so much for the call. Thank you for your help. Thank thanks, you. David. Good you too. Bye-bye. Good night to you. Mila in Johannesburg, good evening. Evening. How are you? Very well. And you? I'm well, thanks. Um, I have a question regarding veganism. I was a vegetarian for 11 years um, up until 2014. But now I want to get my life back together again and, you know, uh, maintain a healthy lifestyle and such. I was wondering um, whether veganism actually is such a healthy option. Um, what do you benefit? What don't you benefit from it? Um, does, do you recommend 
I mean, removing all animal byproducts from your diet entirely, or should I just go back to being vegetarian? Um, if you're a vegetarian, do you take uh, dairy products? Well, I was, but but um, no, no, I mean, no, 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 no. Okay, so you're cutting no. out protein, and and you you actually cutting out healthy proteins, which you do mm-hmm. need for bone and for muscle. Um, I would. I. I don't know what you. And it's going to take a while to really analyze your diet, but but um, you need to make sure that you analyze what your intake is. See whether you're getting in enough calcium, a thousand milligrams a day. And I think you sound as if you know what your labels say. Oh you, yeah. You you do need a form of protein, whether it's soya milk or whether it's other things. But you. But I, I, I hate soy. I hate all forms of soy. So um, I agree. How, what, what, what is, are they? I mean, are there alternatives to soy that vegans can eat? It's you, almond um, milk, isn't there? There is almond milk, but you'll need to see whether they're fortified with calcium and vitamin D. Mm-mm. There is rice milk as well. I see. Oh, uh, yeah, that's delicious. Is that you like that? See whether yeah, that's fortified. <laughs> Otherwise, you will need a good supplement. Um, but only you can analyze what you're eating and whether you're getting in a thousand milligrams of calcium, whether you're getting enough protein and all your other um, that food pyramid, whether you're getting all those things in through your diet. Um, because you you can analyze that. You sound intelligent enough to do that. Okay, great. But I have a question. Okay, regarding the food pyramid, I'm mm. not that clued up about um, dietary, I don't know, um, facts and such. Um, uh, what's at the, uh, what, at the bottom of the food pyramid? Oh, golly, that's probably your carb. Your, carbs. your carbs in the top will be like your five a day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you know what? I think you sound as if you need a dietitian to help you with your food choices. Okay. And and make an appointment with one and she can really give you guidance about what you can eat with with your with your lifestyle choices with you being a vegan. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mila. Okay. okay. Thanks. Great. Good night. Bye bye. Right, Ida and Kimberly, good evening. Hi Karen and hello. hi to your guest. Hi, hello Ida. How can we help? Hi. I'm good, how are you? Good, fine, thank you. Um I'm a first time caller. Well, welcome. Nice so to I have hope you on I air. Do this properly. You'll be fine. I've been listening to your program, and it concerns me very much. I'm 63 years old, and I've been diagnosed with osteoporosis. My doctor has prescribed Fosavance, which is the one-a-week tablet, and one Minocal every day, and Simplex. And and sorry, and what? Simplex. 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 It's like a zinc supplement. Is that an overkill? Um, why, why did he prescribe the zinc? Um, I'm not quite sure. Okay, well then I think you need to ask him because zinc is, 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 is something you actually need for healthy hair and nails. I think maybe it was the hair issue. Okay, do you, do you have a, a hair problem? Uh, at one stage, yes. Okay, well if you don't need it, don't take it. Okay. Your, the Fosavance is good because that is the bone active drug and that works directly on your bone. And if you have osteoporosis, that's good for you. Yes. Well, how do you take your Menacal? Uh I take one every morning. Um, do you have dairy with your with 